Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. We're going to get into the Word this morning, and um, I'm excited to share with you. It's been a really interesting time, and uh, that's a great moment to sometimes reassess and to learn some things about ourselves and move forward as well. And so today I'm going to be talking about returning. Returning. The last few months, been a lot of things changing and transitioning. And uh, some people and some of us and some thoughts in our own hearts start thinking, oh, it's, then we can reinvent everything. And it sounds great to reinvent everything. And however, it's, we don't do that. We usually just try and reinvent the things that we want to reinvent. Uh, we don't actually want to reinvent everything is, about ourselves. We don't wake up one day and say, I'd like to be a unicorn today or tomorrow, I'd like to be something else. It's always within the frame of who we're built to be and designed to be and created to be. And I think this last few months has afforded us perhaps some, some pause moments. And uh, there's two words that I want to just profile for us today. And one is that word return, to return. Now that maybe, and I know we've got some other things on the horizon with some of the different states and the, uh, the naughty kids down in Victoria have uh, been sent to their room and um, hopefully we don't have to see those same kind of restrictions happen. But often, who knows that there's a difference that goes from just that pause moment, maybe a holiday, and sometimes you can enjoy that moment and go, oh, it's a bit more relaxing. But who knows that living on holidays is not the answer. And sometimes you think, oh, it's, it's a fun moment. I had a friend who used to come over here from England and because he was only here, over here for a couple of weeks, he would, we would all rearrange our schedule. And he thought it was fantastic because when he would turn up, we'd, be, we'd go out for dinner, we'd spend time during the day and, all the, and he'd line up all the friend visits while he was here and then he would leave, go back to England and, uh, and then all of our lives would return to normal as well. And then he ended up moving over here and realised, man, a lot of people don't have the same amount of time for me. Why? Because there's so many different things that happen on holiday, but it's not actually real life. The answer isn't just to live on holiday. And uh, you might have found that over the last few months, that uh, different relaxations perhaps in our diet. But living that way doesn't necessarily lead to health. Maybe with work, you like have a break from work, you think, oh, this is fantastic. This is the answer. The problem was work. No, 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 no. It's great for a week or two while they're still paying you on annual leave or you can, you know, bridge the gap from what your savings are. But who knows if you think the answer is just then living on holiday, that a lot of the things that actually make your life function will dry up as well, <laughs> i.e. paycheck, uh, <laughs> you know, or things like that. You might have spent a bit too much time with a friend and you think, man, I need a break from that friend. But who knows that after a while you're going to miss that person. And so the answer is in returning to some of the things that our life stands for and our values. I just want to share a few thoughts around that today, the concept of returning. Who knows that holidays, they feel good, but everyday life is not an ongoing holiday. And though I believe the moment right now for a lot of us, when a lot has been disrupted, is to start returning to the habits, to the disciplines, to the values of who you are, who I am, who we have established our life to be. The comment that is said a lot is you don't know what you've got until it's gone. But I think there's a better way. And what I've found personally is that you don't know what you've got until you return. 
Because you could have a friendship and then life goes on and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really miss that person. But you see them again and you go, I didn't realise how much I missed you. And sometimes you can move on with life and go, oh, it didn't matter. Or you used to, I don't know, maybe you used to surf. And now you're like, oh, I don't surf anymore. Yeah, life might have got a, bit, got a bit busy or something like that. And then you go again and you realise, you don't, you don't realise what you had until you return to it and you're like, oh my goodness, I forgot how much I miss this. Or fishing or shopping or whatever it is. <laughs> and there's a few great scriptures that I think, or even your faith. You might think, oh, I don't know, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of people now with their faith that, I don't know if I believe in God anymore. Yeah, it's because you just need to return to him. You've forgotten how good he is, that's all. <laughs> he hasn't changed. And maybe you just got used to living with less of his presence in your life. You know what I mean? Or I hung out with these other scallywags and I feel like it's, I'm okay now. Yeah, it's because you've forgotten how good the fellowship is of godly friendships that can encourage you, that you can actually pray together with and actually hold each other going in the right direction in life rather than encouraging each other and just being scallywags. Zechariah 1.3 says, Therefore say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts, Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Who knows in a friendship, and there's other scriptures that talk about a friend needs to show himself friendly. Some people are, oh, you know, never heard from that person again. Well, did they ever hear from you? Like, apparently that's the amazing thing about phones, they actually work both ways. You know what I mean? Never heard, and they never text me again. Did you? you know, and often, you know, and I think naturally our hearts can descend to a place where we start judging others. And yet, whenever I land at that moment, honestly, God's, the, you know, that prompting in my heart is, okay, mate, well, hold yourself to that same degree, that same task. And rather than using that as a frustration to isolate my life, is actually the impetus to start reinvesting into other people, start looking, getting my sights higher. And even with the Lord, maybe he hasn't changed. Maybe it's this time that we return to him in our hearts, return to prayer. Like I said, like that holiday thing, you might have been like, oh man, it's just been so relaxing. Yeah, but maybe it's time to, return. Maybe it's time to pray again. Say good day to the Lord, might have been a few months. <laughs> maybe it's time to open his word again recreate those values and those habits and things that actually what we espouse that our lives to stand for. And you watch. Friendships fire up, come alive again. Your faith, light up again. <laughs> your joy of your heart. Job twenty two twenty three says, If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove unrighteousness far from your tent. Often, I found this with friendships. And again, if we can just afford each other a little bit more grace in this journey, that rather than maybe a friendship didn't fizzle or fade, but maybe life and responsibilities means that you can't just see everyone every day anymore. It doesn't mean you're not friends. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> you know, people who have jobs, they have families, they have things that they do. And imagine bumping into someone a few months later or a few years and just saying, and them getting, chewing you out. Ugh. You're mongrel. We're not friends anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't have any missed calls from you saying, let's hang out. When did the friendship stop? And I think sometimes we can afford each other grace in that journey just to say, hey, I get it. I get it. You're juggling, whatever it is. 
work and family and kids and, you know, things like that. But isn't it so good just to return? And that's what I love about, and I, I noticed that when we gathered again, just to actually sing God's praises together. Just seeing each other's faces, you know, not through the pixels, but actually in the sunlight. I'm like, man, you're better looking than I remember you. I don't know if you've got better looking or I'm just, I'm just missing you. But again, just returning, you go, how good is it? I didn't realize what I had until I remembered, until I returned. And maybe it's the same. Maybe it's in your family. Again, I've just come away from a week on Fraser Island. and I'm just grateful for everything again. You know what I mean? Grateful for my wife's cooking again. No, yeah. Okay, I'll stay that before. Jokes. Hey, I was just trying to get a laugh. Yeah, tough crowd this morning. Jeremiah 24, 7 says, then I, will re- then I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart. I want to encourage you this morning that returning is easier than turning. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of times we talk about oh, someone turned to the Lord. But unless they, we get a habit of returning, then we're cactus. Then, you know, our life is going to go off track. Maybe returning to work will allow finances to continue. Maybe returning to some of your friendships rather than writing them off will actually nourish your life. It's easier to return than it is to turn. And it's the same with friendships. It's, very, it's easier. Returning to a lifelong friendship is easier than initiating a lifelong friendship. You know, I mean, if you're feeling lonely and you, and you don't feel like you've got any friends, it's quite hard then. It feels hard to kind of, oh, I'm going to kind of go out and be friendly and da-da-da. But if you've got lifelong friendships and why doesn't I have some? And it's, it's amazing. We've all got busy lives and big lives and might be a couple of years. But when we get together, it's so much easier to return to a lifelong friendship. And so that's why, and it's the same, same with skills. Returning to a lifelong skill is easier than initiating a lifelong skill. You notice it. You notice it in, in uh, people that are professionals and world champions and they, get, they win it again. It's a lot easier after you've done something once it's a lot easier if you've learned the guitar that when, than if you're hanging around at the campfire with a few mates, easier than just to pick it up. You know, why? Because it's easier to return to a skill than it is to initiate a lifelong skill. Even if there's been a gap in time, you can bring things to life, you can return to something if you've already established that. And I think it's a great moment for us to return to faith. Dust off that Bible. Still got some great power in there. You didn't suck all the marrow out of it. It's great to, when you get revelation or understanding from a scriptural truth the first time, it's powerful, it's life changing. But I haven't exhausted all the truth in any scriptures. Something amazingly more powerful as well, I find, when you get the thousandth revelation out of the same scripture, (laughs) that you can wake up today, you open your mouth and pray to God. And if you don't know him, then turn to him by all means. Initiate by all means. But if you've known him, you can light up your faith that quick. You actually probably know the scriptures that you need to return to, to find faith. 
You maybe know some of the disciplines and habits that work for you. I don't know. I don't know if you're a morning person or a night person, if you're a midnight prayer or your first thing in the morning or whatever it is or after a latte, but you know, and I just want to encourage you today to return to that. Maybe your affections are elsewhere. From, from friendships, maybe from family. And maybe today, just return those affections to what we want and we believe our life's values are. Returning to lifelong faith is easier than initiating lifelong faith. And I want to encourage us today to do that. That's why it's so important to initiate early. I'm not saying don't start anything new. But I'm saying if you want something in your future, absolutely initiate it now. So you can return to it. It's important to initiate early, to start early, to begin the process of what you want early. If you want lifelong friendships later, then start them early. If you want a a godly life, a robust life full of adventure, then start that early. Jesus put it this way, that the whole kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed. Start some seeds by all means. But hey, even if you've neglected those avocado trees for a few days, it's easier to return to them if you've planted them in times past. And I want to encourage you today, you've got a fantastic life. There's fantastic fruit around it. Probably time to revisit some of those orchards. Revisit some of those wells that you've dug in time past. Because they're there already. Friendships, faith, joy. Maybe it's time to return. Jesus said that the whole kingdom of God is like that. In Mark 4, he said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprout and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. And again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on the earth, yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. You might be saying, Christian, well, it's too late. I can't unscramble the eggs. My life's a mess. And it's, I, I don't know how to return. That's, that's fair enough. It's a, a, a good thought. But that is not going to lead you to anywhere New. I mean, if we've, you know, if Eliza and I, if it's taken her a while to see my, my perspective on something, it's taken her a while to understand that I'm right. Sometimes it gets, sometimes this, the eggs get pretty scrambled, you know. And the answer is not trying to unscramble that. Well, who was actually right and who was wrong? Because we're robbing each other of the fellowship and the friendship and the joy, maybe of the next few <laughs> hours or days or weeks of silent treatment, you who knows that the answer is just to return to each other. You know what I mean? And I've got, a, 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 again, a lifelong friend. And early on in life, we realised that the answer was just in getting together. You know, life would be frazzled and either I have a challenge or he would or whatever the projects we were doing together had challenge. And, uh, and we realised invariably that whenever we got together and whether it was walking along the beach, whether it was chatting down with a coffee or fixing something, it didn't really matter the project, but we realised... In getting together, something got solved. Maybe that, maybe, you know, him or I even spoke out our own answer. Sometimes you just need someone to talk to and then you realise for yourself the scrambled eggs that were going on inside. 
Maybe it was the other person. Maybe it was just inventing what you needed to. However, invariably, the answer was in getting together. And a lot of the beefs we have, maybe with other people or other, or, you know, our workplace environment, things like that, who knows? Or long lost family, we can develop these attitudes and we're not going to be able to unscramble the past. It's not an excuse not to return. And I was saying that is the only way. You can't unscramble the eggs, but you'll make a fantastic omelette. As in, you'll realise maybe it wasn't such a big deal. Have you ever had that where you've had a Barney with someone and time later you actually don't even realise how it started now? You're just annoyed at them and someone's like, oh, how come? And you're like, oh, actually I don't even remember. Who realises that sometimes the origin point of something, of separation, when we realise in a big picture, even that concept of sin isn't just something you did something not exactly correctly right, but in separation from God, in separation maybe. That is one of the biggest works of evil, is just trying to separate people. Proverbs 18, 1, 2 says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise counsel. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. In the NIV, it says, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delighting in airing their own opinions. Been a lot of opinions this year, and we te- seem to cultivate more of them as we stay by ourselves. I'm so much more right when I just stay home before I get involved in humanity. (laughs) So returning, the other word I wanted to mention today is to pause. Because sometimes if you've got to do a a U-turn, you realise you've made a wrong turn, you've actually got to stop before you can turn around. It's the quickest way. And you know, even physiologically, our bodies, during the day we're battling things in our brain and our mind and who knows that when you go to sleep and you can actually, you know, knock yourself out in that sense, that your brain and your mind and your spirit starts to unpack and sort things that happen during the day. Have you noticed when you wake up, suddenly you've got an answer that you wrestled with for seven hours the day before? You couldn't get it through effort and strength, but you could get it through pausing. And I know during the day, if I'm just a juggle and I have this to-do list, if I actually stop, sometimes it just takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes a half-hour nap to... Uh, to simulate the pause moment that happens at night. But then you, you, you riff, and suddenly you realise you weren't even trying and suddenly you get the answer to what you needed, the adjustment, the returning, the direction, just after you paused. I think some of us are just too busy. Forward, 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 forward. And sometimes in that moment of pausing, and then when it, you, know, you do acknowledge where there is a demarcation from where you wanted to be heading to where you're heading. But it's quicker than staying bulldog that I'm right and I'm going to keep going in this wrong direction. You know, if you wanted to return to a point and you just missed the exit, if you pause, you can do a yui and be back there in five minutes. On the Sunshine Coast, less traffic. But if you're bulldog about that and say, nah, I'm not, nah, nah, we're still going the right direction, blokes. Uh, I mean, if you don't want to change and return, you could go all the way, it could be a long detour right around the earth to get back to that same point. And so I think the quickest way for us to find those friendships again, to find faith again, to find the joy of who you are and your values isn't being bulldog forward about stuff. It's actually taking a moment to pause and being open to returning. And often we're so flustered and so busy and we're trying to get somewhere forward that actually you'll only get by returning to yourself, to who God's called you and created you to be. 
Pausing reminds you what you should actually be doing. <laughs> Even just during the day, it'll get, you'll get off track by 10 a.m. If you don't pause to check in back on whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. James 1.19 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. This year has been the exact opposite of that scripture. <laughs> it has been, you, know, you go online, you go on Facebook, you go wherever, and it's been people quick to wrath, <laughs> quick to speak, and slow to listen. <laughs> Have you noticed that in yourself? Have I noticed that in myself this year? Oh, quick to speak, quick to wrath, quick to judge, quick to arc up. And have you, maybe that prompting is just, just pause. You don't even have to come up with the answer or fix something. Maybe just pause, just slow to speak. <laughs> slow to type. Tick, 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 tick. I can't tell in all your sunglasses if the eyes are closed behind them or uh, you're with me. <laughs> Either way, I'm sure you're enjoying yourself. It's fine. <laughs> Let's not be quick to speak and quick to wrath and slow to hear. Let's be what James 1.19 says. My beloved brethren, let every one of us be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. If you can pause, you can be reminded. If you can pause, you can be healed. If you can pause, you'll be grateful again. The things that are already around your life that you weren't noticing. 1 Thessalonians, I'll close with this if the band can come. 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 to 4 says, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. You know what's been a great joy during the last few months is seeing people's faith, and also see people's love for each other. You know, you bump into someone across town or down at Woolies or something, and suddenly, you, you, literally, your countenance is refreshed for your faith and for your love for one another. And Paul was no different back then. He was absolutely stoked about that. And he's saying that that is actually, to be known for that is a fantastic thing. Continues in verse 4, it says, Therefore we ourselves boast about you, in the churches of God, for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. Yeah, there's been persecutions, absolutely. There's been afflictions. There's been difficulties this year. A lot of our lives, in layers of our lives have been turned upside down, absolutely. I'm not saying it's all, you know, unicorns and rainbows. But during that, amidst that persecution and afflictions, imagine that, that what rises is our steadfastness, and our faith, our faith in God and also our love for one another. And so a great help for all of us to keep walking in that is to return. And maybe before that, we need to pause. We're going to receive communion this morning. Again, a great moment, a great reminder that we return to the Lord's. We sift our heart. We present ourselves afresh to the Lord and say, Lord, what areas of this of our life? It takes a pause moment to do it. And it takes a returning in our heart to the Lord. Maybe it's not you don't know what you got till it's gone. Maybe you don't know what you got till it, you come back to it. <laughs> and right now we're going to come back to the table of the Lord.
It's for all who love and follow him. And Jesus said, he said, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. We take this moment to examine ourselves under God, that he may reveal to us those areas of our life that we need to surrender back to him and to the redemption of his cross. In Isaiah 53, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity, a moment, a pause moment to return to you today. Lord, these elements have come from your creation and through human hands. And Lord, we thank you. May we know your presence in their sharing with them that we celebrate the life that Jesus has shared amongst his followers throughout all of time all the centuries, and shares with us now. And we thank you, Lord, that we're made one in Christ and one with each other. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource, or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.